my pet mat, my pet mat. Ah! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Hello, people. Welcome to the Fantasy Fair. The what is it? Oh, that is right. The most magical podcast on earth. Welcome to Once Upon a Retrospect, where we take a look back at all your favorite Disney movies. Today is no exception. Uh, today I am joined by the Alexises. Let's start off by Alexis Soto. What's up, Alexis? I'm here, guys. Yay. <laughs> I, I don't know what I, I got myself into, but we're already off Let to a great start. Let me just say, I was very surprised that... And it was a good surprise, because at least I'm not in this alone. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh my god. All right. Uh, that was Alexis Moreno, everyone. How are, how, how are you doing, Alexis? I am good. <laughs> I am very interested into how this is going to go. <laughs> yeah, I'm interested to see if you're going to be good after this. Is over. <laughs> waka, waka, waka. <laughs> this is so wow. fun. By the way, preface. I, I, I'm pretty. I, I, I mentioned this before, but I'm gonna mention it again. Miss Moreno, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for um for sparking this uh this uh month this theme. Uh, and I am thoroughly. It was her idea. It was her idea. Yes. Really. Cause, yeah, because she messaged me. She messaged me, and she was like, "Hey, let's do Muppet Month." You know, because I've never seen. Why I don't know. <laughs> I've done. I've okay. never. I've never seen a Muppet. <laughs> so, uh, so she, I was like, oh, "Fuck yeah, let's do Muppet Month!" And so, lo and behold, waka waka waka, here we are. Do doing the whole entire Muppet Mutt, uh, just a preface of the Muppet Mutt, uh, Muppet movies that we're covering. Um, we're doing, uh, the Muppet movie, uh, the great Muppet caper, uh, Muppets take Manhattan, the Muppets, and then Muppets most wanted just like the big five movies that came out in, in theaters that were like, uh, not based on anything or, um, or anything like that. Did the uh, others like not come out in theaters? Uh, Muppets in Space did, but in the overall Muppet canon of it all, it, it's weird. Like, There's a Muppet canon? It, it, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and more... And uh, and uh, not the cannon that Gonzo shoots himself out of. Um, if you if you get the reference, everyone. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's like different minutias and all that stuff. Like Treasure Island and uh, Muppets in Space are not qualified as like mainstay Muppet movies. You know what I mean? Like it's not part of like the big grand theatrical spectrum at all. I guess um, you would have more clarity if I don't know Disney fucking put them all in Disney Plus, but for whatever reason they're not. Yeah. Um we'll we'll save a uh, uh, Muppet movie Muppet for Space, you know, some other time. Um but we're going to focus on the big 5 that are, that were released. Um so yeah, starting with the Muppet movie, um 
and I'm so interested because I've I've been you know I've been pleasantly aware of the Muppets. I I you know I I know the Muppets. I watched the Muppet movie when I was a kid, um, and it's it, it was like. I don't know the the theme of the rainbow connection has always stuck with me since I was a little kid. I saw a great Muppet caper in Manhattan in preschool. I mean, just to throw that all the way back. Wow. <laughs> um, I saw uh, I saw Muppet Treasure Island uh, when I was blissfully aware of Tim Curry's a presence. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> And um and I was like okay I Tim Curry and the Muppets just it's a match made in heaven I didn't see Muppets Christmas Carol until much later in my life I was like sixteen seventeen um but then I watched uh, the Muppet the Muppets that came out in two thousand eleven and reinvigorated my uh my uh my Muppet love I bought at one store. And I'm gonna be wearing this during the recordings. Uh, I, you can't see this, but my it it is backwards. <laughs> it's it's like, my look, style. And it's backwards. <laughs> it, it, okay, it, it's my it's my Kermit hat that I bought uh, right as soon as we watched um, the uh, as soon as I watched the 2011 Muppet movie. I was just like, I'm I'm back. I'm back. I watched episodes of The Muppet Show, um, starting with the great Steve Martin. Yay! <laughs> and just continuing on from there. Um, I did not see Muppets Most Wanted because by that time, by the time rolled around, um, I delved back into my whole sex, drugs, and rock and roll kind of phase again. Oh my so. God. <laughs> Which you had no part of at all. <laughs> so I didn't see Muppets Most Wanted until like two years ago. But lo and what? behold, we're here. Um, I saw a couple of episodes on the ABC, the ABC, um, the new show. Uh, 2014. What? 2014. Weren't we doing something 2014? No, we didn't start hanging out till 2015. No, but didn't Kyle start? Uh, he started a podcast, oh. I think, in 2015. No, 14, right? <laughs> I don't know. We started on uh, on an episode called Diamonds Are Forever, which um, <laughs> which came out in 2015. I have no idea All what right. you're talking about, Alexis. I guess that was... <laughs> I don't know. I guess 2014 was a weird year for you then, right? Sex, it, rock, rock and roll. Sex, okay. like, like, <laughs> Sex, drugs, and rock and roll, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh I wonder God. if people listening think that we took, I don't know, some shit before recording. I, I'm oh. telling you, some, I don't think we ever needed any kind of... Oh, uh, I did, baby. I did. It's called the Muppet oh. Drug. <laughs> oh, okay. It's called the Muppet Drug, and I'm like honestly, I'm over the but moon. But you were still watching Disney movies in 2014, but not that one. At least for me, I didn't really like grow up with the Muppets, which is weird because my mom is a huge Kermit fan. Uh, really? Yeah. The only thing I remember ever watching was the. It was Muppets Babies, but. It was like 
2002-2003 it was when I first moved to the valley I didn't have cable and that was the only thing that was playing um and it was in Spanish um and awesome. then awesome how does Kermit sound in Spanish what does anyone sound like in Spanish <laughs> It's like, okay, in question, was it funnier? Because, like... I was, I, like, like, seven. I don't remember. Okay. But that was when I found out that my mom really liked Kermit. Because me and my brother would watch it. And she'd be like, oh, I used to watch this when I was a kid. And I used to really like it. Blah, blah. And I was like, oh, okay. I don't... I mean, they're... <laughs> they're Muppet babies. They make dreams come true. Oh, my God. And then the other thing Actual that things. I saw, um, well, I watched the show at DCA. Oh, the Muppet three uh, D uh-huh. thing. Muppet and Vision three like, D. That was it. That was the extent of my Muppet knowledge. Muppet I knew Kermit. I knew Miss Piggy. I was done. And then when I started <laughs> working at the store. Every Christmas, they would play um, the Christmas Carol songs. So that added on to my knowledge of Muppets. And that was it. Until last week. (laughs) (laughs) Alexis, where's your uh, history with the Muppets? Well, uh, kind of, I think I've fallen between you and Alexis. I wasn't uh, brought up with Muppets uh, in any way, shape, or form. Uh, Clearly not from, like, preschool days. And if I was, I don't remember, because maybe I was (laughs) too young to remember that. (laughs) If if, if by, you know, happenstance someone might have put a Muppet thing on in front of me, I don't remember. I guess, like, my, the very first, like, memory i have of like sitting down and watching like a muppet movie of any kind i think this would be i want to say it wasn't like in the fourth or in the fifth grade um and i think uh i want to say this was like a direct to dvd one of those directed movie like releases that wasn't theatrical Uh but um it, it um it was like a spoof on the Wizard of Oz. Remember, like I told you, like I I would see like Wizard of Oz things before I'd actually seen the movie Wizard of Oz, which is how I would know what happened with, in the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Um. With with the with the um ever great and ever present Ashanti. Yeah, and Queen Latifah. Oh, Don't forget Queen I Latifah. remember that. Wow, that just like unlocked a memory. <laughs> unlocked a memory. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, but, I, I may. I want to say it was two thousand five, two thousand six. Oh my god! Wait, I need to see pictures of this because it's like in my head, but like. <laughs> I'm sure it was promoted on Disney Channel. Probably because they always used to, they promoted everything on Disney Channel. <laughs> yeah, they showed it on Disney Channel. Yeah, I'm pretty oh, sure did? that they did. Yeah. Oh my god! Huh. Yes. Wow. Was it like a decom? Okay, it wasn't a decom. It was part of uh, it was part of a wonderful world of Disney. (laughs) Yes, Quentin Tarantino (laughs) came out in there. I remember that sequence. Oh my god! Yeah, there was like the oh my gosh, there was like the I I know we'll get to the Muppet movie, 
but there was a sequence in the movie where it just cuts when uh when the flying monkeys were gonna freaking uh destroy Kermit and all that stuff, and they they cut to a scene where Quentin Tarantino is freaking <laughs> pitching his idea of like blood guts and gore <laughs> to Kermit the Frog, and Kermit is just like no. He's like, what if we punch Miss Piggy in the face? He's like, oh, we could do that. <laughs> uh, but uh, that that was uh, that was the whole thing. Uh, I remember that. That was like a fond memory too. Wow. Uh, my sister, my sister Erica. That's where she got her start with the Muppets. She was like, oh, Muppets was the boss. I completely yeah. forgot about this. But thank you. It's not talked about really at all. It's I think not. you would only. No, I think you would only know if you lived it. <laughs> if you were around, I mean, you not would even because I didn't. Even... <laughs> you, you see, you kind of had to be there, <laughs> basically. And so, yeah. like, uh, I remember liking it, but I didn't really like have any other like Muppet experiences afterward, except all the way until like 2011, when I went to go see. Uh, the Muppets with my brother um, and I was just completely uh, amazed I, I love that movie um, I maintain honestly I think I just I had this discussion with David earlier today uh, that Muppets 2011 and Muppets Most Wanted are among the best live action films Disney has made in the last two decades. In some respect, that's not saying much at all. But I mean, two decades is two decades, and I think those two movies are kind of perfect. Uh, and so I really, I think uh, my appreciation for the Muppets really exploded with the 2011 movie, which was generally a huge success, not just from like a box office standpoint, but also from like you know a critical standpoint and won an Academy Award. And I so, know a lot. I mean. Granted, I haven't seen the movie, but a lot of people really like it. So, yeah. And I'm kind of excited to see it. Um, The thing about the Muppets is that I often confuse them with Sesame Street. And you know, you're not wrong to do so because a lot of people do confuse them for the Sesame Street. Um, before then, because like back in the seventies, like this is okay. This is the history of like uh, the whole Muppet shebang. Uh, there was a guy named Jim Henson, as you guys are well aware of. Uh, um, he was trying to break into children's uh, television, but first, like, he was doing like drug ads. <laughs> You know, for like you know, pharmaceutical companies and everything like that. Like back, back when, um, back when it was kind of like in its early form of gilded, you know, capitalism and everything. Uh, so he made like drug ads and everything like that for the you know for the FDA and he he did things like that with um with the rudimentary sock version of what would eventually become uh kermit um it had you know it had the the eyes it had the mouth it had the basic face shape but it wasn't necessarily kermit yet it didn't have the um the spiky ridge that he has on his neck and he he would you know he was more like a lizard at the time um and 
him and um what would be what would eventually become Rolf the dog um them two were the pretty much primary uh muppet uh performers that would be used uh and they they did other things um until uh Lou Grotti uh, which I'll get to later um he was like hey would you, you know, you're you're suffering in Hollywood, but I'll give you a really good chance here in England, um, and we'll produce your show over here. We'll produce the Muppet Show over here, um, and he's like, okay, that's great, um, but first, hold on a second, I got a call from the public broadcasting system, and they were like, hey, we want to make a, a show for children, um, preferably educational let's do it and lo and behold you know they were like okay um we want to reach out to the your typical streets of america you know we want to you know for those that you know can't afford like the main you know uh, the gratuitous education that the upper one percent have um and so they were like okay we'll make a, a an urban educational show and we'll call it sesame street and it was uh, a success and everything like that. And Lou Grotti was like, hey, if you still want to, you know, do the Muppet show, let's do it. Um, especially with now that the Jim Henson and the Muppets, what do you call them? I mean, Kermit the Frog, um, uh, a prototype of Miss Piggy was in there. Um, and uh, there were different like Rolf the dog, um, Sweetums, the big old, the big old guy. That you see, um, that was in the uh, the Sesame Street uh, gang as well. That's why in the Muppet movie you see some of those characters. You know, you see, and especially at the end, you see Bert, Ernie, and the whole entire Sesame Street cast uh, in there, um, with the exception of Elmo. <laughs> um, but everybody else you see in there. And it wasn't until like Lou Grotti was like, "Hey, let's let's do it and let's take this, you know, big thing." Um, who we're gonna have? We should have like something to like be more of a of a presence in the show because I don't know how many people are gonna tune in to just puppets, mm-hmm. you know. So they hired like this famous Broadway actress. I forgot the name, um, but they they hired this Broadway actress, and she was like she was like a name like she was like Dina Menzel at the time you know so she they were on their big success uh years later like two three years later the Muppet movie came around and it, it it blew everything out of the water but I could see why um the long roundabout way of saying I could see why people would confuse them for Sesame Street because they were part of Sesame Street too, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, Kermit the Frog he was a frequent on Sesame Street for a while until he was on the Muppet Show, you know. And it, it like a lot of people are like, oh Kermit, you know, he's from the Muppets. Actually, no, he's from Sesame Street, but he did like make his name and make his bones on uh, on the Muppets. So I could see, I could see that. I, mean, I would imagine um, there's been more 
uh, in recent years, there's been more uh, degrees of separation between Muppets and Sesame Street because to my knowledge, D- the Disney acquisition was only the Muppets, not Sesame Street. Yeah. Um, and with good reason, too, because Sesame Workshop and uh, Sesame Productions, um, they never wanted Sesame Street to be owned by any corporations of any of the sort because... It's an education show, and it should be free to see, you know, with, you know, public access. PBS, public access television, yeah. You know, like Sprouts Kids and all that. I'm I'm trying to find out who that lady is, and in doing so, I came about this fun fact that James Earl Jones was the first celebrity guest on Sesame Street. (laughs) That's pretty freaking cool. Yeah. Um, What's I going to say? Public access television. Sesame Street's uh, not owned by yeah. a corporation. Yeah. Like, they, they wanted it to be free for kids, you know, who couldn't afford, you know, cable. And they wanted it to be something like that. So they were like, no. I mean, yeah, it's shown on HBO now, but it's also being shown on PBS still. Like, all the new episodes, mm-hmm. all, the, all the, you know, everything. It, and it has been for half a decade and i think that's impressive okay yeah did you did i stutter half a decade the sesame street has been on the air sorry there was a weird transition yeah Uh, can you can you check real quick if your mic is still on because i think you're uh, the audio was weird for a minute there. Yeah, I thought he was if, like, like <laughs> continuing. <laughs> Mine? Hello? It sounded Hello? like the, the microphone. Oh, okay. We, we're hearing you from your that microphone, not the... Yeah, you're, you're not actually... hearing me. Yeah, you're not hearing me from my... Uh, okay, my then something mic. must have happened where maybe the mic was rustling against your shirt. Sorry, guys. Oh. We were just a little thrown off by that. We were, I was getting, getting a little scared. No, but you're right about that. Um... Uh, and it should remain that way. But I mean, it, it's a it's a common question of why people would want to know. Like, all right, well, yeah, there has been an association, and the movie we're talking about today, Big Bird, one of the more famous uh, from Sesame Street, does make a yeah. cameo appearance on here. So. Even a wink and a nod to Sesame Street. Basically, know. yeah. So, um, and at the time, which was uh, this was 1979, uh, which you don't hear too many movies from 1979 come up in conversation. Um, not that I'm aware of, anyway. Uh, uh, do you have one, Alexis, that you're thinking of? Um, let me double check, because I might be okay. wrong. All right. Well, we, it's a good thing we have our fact checker before, here. <laughs> before I... Um... Say something that uh, you might regret. <laughs> yes. Basically. Um, okay. I was yeah, indeed wrong. Yeah, because we're... <laughs> continue <laughs> so there was no movie of significance that came out in 1979 <laughs> well the muppet movie came out in 1979 we're talking about well, that obviously. so that's significant to us it went yeah. into the library congress uh um registry yes yes i think that's huge mm-hmm. like a movie about muppets and everything yeah. i mean uh first of all like it this is your first time watching these movies guys mm-hmm. um general thoughts before we get into the conversation well, it's a 
kind of goes hand in hand with like um, knowing what the Muppets are, you know, and what they do. Mm-hmm. So from what I read is that Alien came out in nineteen seventy nine. Did it? One. That's a big one. That's a that's a big one. Mad Max. That's a ooh. Okay, we we can stop <laughs> shitting on nineteen seventy nine now. <laughs> All right, great. Um. But yeah, I think that this was uh, filmed or released around uh, the third or fourth season of The Muppet Show when it was on television. And so, I mean, I I had already obviously seen several Muppet movies. And so I I understand what their thing is, you Mm -hmm. know, what their their humor, the characters, um, the songs... Yeah, it's it's a honestly kind of special thing, right? Like these are puppets and they're cute. They're funny. They're fun. They sing, they dance. Um and yet I don't know, it's one of those like magical charms at least for me whenever they're in something that it makes you want to just stop and watch them, like whatever they're doing. Um, so that's kind of like my experience with the Muppet movie, having like basically only just seen it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was, I mean, it was sold, right? It's, I don't know how to describe this because I mean, there's like a movie within a movie. There's a running yeah. gag with the screenplay. There's uh, yeah. parts where they're they're watching the movie that we're watching ourselves, um, but it is also uh, really a, a nice story because mm-hmm. I mean it's just the kind of the coming together of the Muppets and um, it kind of always encapsulated with the signature song, which is the Rainbow Connection, the Lovers, Ooh. the Dreamers, okay, me. So, okay, never mind. Continue. I'll say it when I when it's my turn. <laughs> Um, and so, I mean, this is basically, uh, a roundabout way of saying uh, it's a movie for dreamers. It's a movie for anyone who's ever had a dream and wants to, uh, live their life. And it's about these, these, uh, puppets that come together cause they want to make people happy. And part of what Mupp- makes them it's Muppets, <laughs> they're called the Muppets, but they are puppets. I guess you can call them Muppets. Um, there's just a, an earnestness and uh, an authenticness about them that makes them such lovable uh, group of characters. And they all have their quirks and they all have their uh, their things that make them stand out. But they've always uh, kept me entertained. And uh, yeah, good movie <laughs> from what I've seen. Moreno. This was a great uh, inspiration for La La Land. <laughs> Literally, the whole ending, I was just like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. But 
I don't see that as a bad thing or a negative thing. I enjoyed it. Um, and I was going to say with the song, like now seeing it in the context of the movie, damn, <laughs> it's really good. And I mean, it doesn't make me cry like Kyle, but I could see why he gets really emotional hearing that song. It's really nice. And um, I like that it's like kind of like said that it's kind of like their how they came about and stuff like their origin story. Um, <laughs> I thought it was really cool. And um, I Miss Piggy tricked me there for a second because I was like, oh, she was not mean in the beginning. But then, as <laughs> you keep watching the movie, she's not mean, but she's feisty. <laughs> um, but no, like I really like uh, like their dynamic together. Like it's so weird because they're not like real <laughs> people. Yeah. <laughs> but like that's also like weird to say because like we watch animation we watch cartoons but it's it's weird when you're talking about puppets i don't know yeah <laughs> um so you're saying that team america world police never made you feel anything <laughs> <laughs> um, um but yeah, yeah yeah i really enjoyed it and i'm very excited to watch the other movies as well um yeah like, just the beginning, like, I, I, I see it, and it's, like, very charming. First of all, I love the freaking Henson Studio uh, intro with, like, freaking uh, Kermit. It's such a byproduct of its time, but I, I it's, like, that little spark of Muppet magic that I just love, and it's endearing. Um, and then you get, like, the wrap-up of, like, the beginning of the screening of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Um, with them all in the in the little screening room, and you know, Stalin and Waldorf, they're like, "How did we get man landed in this mess?" or something like that, <laughs> you know. Um, and just them doing their thing, and then all of a sudden, like, it, you just hear the faint sound of this. And then, uh, for me, the tears are already starting to run, you know, down my face. Because when I hear that, I mean, you know, I mean, at first it starts off very pessimistic, like the song. Like, I'm talking about the song first mm -hmm. before getting into the movie because it is a huge thing for me. It starts off so pessimistic and he's like, you know, why are there so many songs about rainbows, you know, and just like what's on the other side, like questioning why are there so many songs about hope? Why are there so many songs about like how like you know everything will be all right at the end you know um and how like you may not be happy today you might might not even be satisfied today or tomorrow but someday you'll find it the rainbow connection the lovers the dreamers and me you know and that's like that emotional thing is like so prominent for me because like when i hear what you know and that the rainbow connection, like the connection of like actually um, feeling normal 
because throughout my whole life, I felt like very different because I do suffer from freaking a mess load of mental issues. And just the fact that that rings true to me, just like one day we'll find it. One day we'll find that perfect epicenter of whatever the fuck is going on in your mind. And the fact that you will one day find it, you may not be tomorrow, may not be today, but some, you know, throughout process and progress of like, you know, listening to yourself and just believing in that will help you go by. And it, it's honestly been as one of my most saving gracing songs that I, that I've ever heard. And it's probably in my top five favorite songs of all time, just because of that. Um, and it's such a big song and honestly, like it, it hurts the fact that it didn't win an Academy Award. I mean, it was nominated. Um, but like just the simplicity of hearing Jim Henson singing that and him pretty much setting the tone for the movie, Mm -hmm. like it's going to be lighthearted. You know, that's what the Muppets are. They're lighthearted. You know, it's going to be, they're going to be emotional moments. So buckle yourself in. It's not just going to be Muppets doing, you know, the Waka Wakas and, and bullshit like that. It's, it's actually more endearing than that. And I think that's what, oh shit. And that's what makes the Muppets special, you know? And honestly, like I've been in love with the Muppets ever since because of that. And then because of that story, because of, you know, you're different. But someday, you know, you'll you'll feel that sense of belonging. And that's what the Rainbow Connection is all about. And I and I and I love that and I can't I can't help but cry. I've been trying so hard not to cry <laughs> just by talking about this. Um and it is it is something that I think is worthy of like you know, being in the Congress library and being, you know, aesthetically um, uh, significant because of something like that. Uh, and yeah, Rainbow Connection. And on, like that one scene is like one of my favorite scenes of all time. Like I want a freaking like I have several ideas for tattoos, but I want one of Ker- like a black and white one of Kermit on the, wow. on the log. With the with the banjo, mm-hmm. you know, because it means so much, um, and of course the other songs are great. Like when Miss Piggy and Kermit they're when on they the boat meet, and they're fit. When they they're meet for f- the first time, yeah, <laughs> that yeah. was oh my god, <laughs> that was cracking up. But she's just like, <laughs> and like you can't even see him, and she's just like, for, like straight to him. <laughs> And, like so dramatic, but like that's that's the Muppets, you know. It has that flair of the draw, you know, the dramatics, um, the, the Murphy and Ride Along, and you know that song. That's that's great. I mean, the song with uh with Gonzo Dr. Teeth and with yeah with Gonzo. The, like the whole thing is yeah. freaking impressive. <laughs> when they're like, I don't even know what he is. I think he's a turkey. <laughs> <laughs> When they're trying, and that's been like a running joke throughout the whole thing. Just like, what species is he? And oh yeah, by the way, his lover is a fucking chicken. <laughs> I mean, I thought Gonzo was from space, or so they keep telling me anyway. Um, I don't know. 
No, I think you made a pretty uh, extraordinary case for mm-hmm. that song. And and honestly, like that, that song is the movie. It is the message of the movie and what the Muppets are kind of about, especially here. And I mean, it's become an anthem for so many communities. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it, it's, it's so funny because after I watched it, I keep hearing it. Yeah. Like I saw it the other day, like in a commercial or something. Like I keep hearing it. I'm just like, wait, what is happening? No, yeah. That was one of the reasons you know, when I first, one of the first, uh, no, the first time I ever heard. Because you know why? Because someday we'll find it. The rain. I feel like, especially can... right now, like a lot of people are. <laughs> well, yeah, clearly. It's yeah. not a fun time to be in the alive. world at the moment. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to yeah. say, I mean, we want to be alive. You know, be thankful you're alive, but it's just not a fun time to exist in the world as it is right now. <laughs> Um, I don't That's wanna... the reason to uh, be thankful for this Thanksgiving season. Thankful you're alive. <laughs> yeah, if you're celebrating Thanksgiving, not for much longer, possibly. Anyway, um, the first time I heard Rainbow Connection was actually from the Muppets, uh, 2011, uh, and I think at that, I think it was a, uh, it was a critical moment of the movie. I don't want to spoil it, but it was a moment between uh, Kermit and his significant other. Um, but it was also kind of like a, an emotional highlight because it was building and building and building to that. And it was such, I may have used this word to describe a lot of other things before, but there are two words that come to mind to describe the presence of rainbow connection. When I first saw it, and this may be your experience when you talking about the opening of the movie, uh, it's just mesmerizing. And then the, the just the the lyrics are magnetic, and then you realize how much they really mean. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, it, it is kind of a perfect song. It and now that we've gushed about it, it is surprising it didn't win the Academy Award <laughs> for best song. And I'm thinking to myself, well, what did? Because <laughs> man or a Muppet won. <laughs> <laughs> that was a song that won for best song, but Rainbow <laughs> Connection didn't. And then I also... A, yeah, go ahead. That was an apology. <laughs> I also think to myself, well, you know what? For that real. really makes... Maybe, yeah. Now they it can makes... bring back Eminem, they can bring back Oh, Rainbow my Connection. God. <laughs> <laughs> that was honestly one of the most random moments of 2020. <laughs> and there have been some pretty fucking random moments this that year. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah, that was that, oh my God. <laughs> that was twenty twenty. You know, honestly, it was worth it just to see freaking Scorsese's freaking face. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so best original song went to "It Goes Like It Goes" from Norma Ray. Okay. All right. Exactly. That's my that's that's my reaction as well. What is <laughs> okay. That? Yeah, I didn't want to. I didn't want to be in. I didn't want to say that because I didn't want to be rude. But I guess I'm I'm wondering that too. What is that? Who is she? Exact. Who is Norma Ray? Who knows? I don't know her. Wait, in 1979. Um, mm-hmm. Not the 52nd uh, Academy Awards. I have Last Dance. 
What? Maybe score. The... Really? That, that was a, from a was that from a movie? Best music. Donna Summer. Song. Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. Well, I know her. Yeah, I know that one. <laughs> I, know <the> <laughs> I don't know about Norma Ray. Uh, yeah, it goes like it goes from Norma Ray. Music by David Shire, lyrics by Norman Gipple. Going against I'll Never Say Goodbye from The Promise. Uh, it's Easy to Say from 10. Rainbow Connection from The Muppet Movie. And Through the Eyes of Love from Ice Castles. Anyway, I was uh, now it made, tomato. Now it makes so much sense why it was that for the longest time, uh, Rainbow Connection would be the outro music for Red Spotlight. Mm-hmm. Like I don't. I think it was for how long did it last on for the outro? A solid good year. Yeah. With uh, Tori Kelly, my homegirl, Tori Kelly. Um <laughs> and uh Kermit singing. Yeah. I mean there's been so many covers of Rainbow Connection. Uh Gwen Stefani, uh she did a cover of it. Haley Williams uh did a recording of it. Willie Nelson. I mean there's so many different versions and incarnations of the song, but for me it's always uh Jim Henson singing singing the song. That's that's my version. Um <laughs> uh, but yeah, let's talk about the movie. Uh, first of all, do you recognize any of the cameos that were in the movie? Some. Some of them, yes. Uh, a lot of them. Uh, I mean, that's also, we should mention, part of uh, the DNA when it comes to a Muppet movie. Expect uh, plenty of uh, celebrity cameos. Uh, there was I a lot that like, I would know the face, but I wouldn't know the name. Well, Steve Martin was in it. Yeah. And it's just like, wait, Steve Martin's that old? He doesn't no, look his, his hair has always looked like that. <laughs> Apparently. Um, but like, shit. Uh, Mel Brooks was in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's like 95 now. Oh my yeah. Jesus Christ. And this is him in his comedic prime, too. Uh-huh. Uh, what were the other ones? Mm, let's see. Do you recognize the big cameo at the end? Oh, well, yeah, Orson Welles. So, yeah, you're <laughs> stupid me. Orson Welles, yeah, he, he was the one that uh, gave him the, the contract, just like that. <laughs> uh, when yeah. they all walked into his office, yeah, Orson Welles. Which, at that point, yeah. I think would have been one of his final performances, if I'm not mistaken. His his name is uh in the movie Lou Lord, which is a play on um on uh inspired by the person who uh got Jim Henson the job of the Muppets in the first place, Lou Grotti. Ah. Tim Burton was in it. Was he? I guess. That's what it says. Dang. Or maybe, um, yeah, this says cast. That's funny. 
the uh, who else was in it that uh, that you might not know? Oh, Dom DeLuise. He's a famous uh, stand-up comedian. Mm. Um, he was the guy at the beginning of the swamp, peddling to uh, to to Kermit. Right. Um, Richard Pryor. Um, That's right. The, yeah, yeah. He was the ice cream man, uh, the magician in the movie. I would know him. Uh, played by Telly Savalas, and he played Unstravo Blofeld. <laughs> No, and yeah. uh, on Her Majesty's Secret Service, uh, one of my favorite James Bond films. Um, Paul Orson Welles, Bob Hope. Bob, Bob Hope. Hope was in there. I don't remember seeing Bob Hope in that, but I I did read that name. Yeah, who was the ice cream guy? Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, so many big names, so many big names. Like, you know, if you were a comedian at the time, you were in this movie, you know, and if you were like one of the big ones, mm-hmm. like some of these like cameos, I mean, it's like might as well put like in modern day setting. It's like putting like David Letterman, um, Kevin Hart, just to put a little modern mm-hmm. um modern comedy and just like the big name. It's like putting those people in today. Um, Orson Welles, that's like putting, okay, because he was like a huge prolific actor at the time. It's like might as well putting Tom Hanks in your movie, mm-hmm. you know? And and so like it was a big deal at the time. And to have like the big deal actor give the Muppets the big deal at the end, I think that's another, you know, layer on top of layers of this. I mean, movie. I don't know how more momentous it could be. I mean, Orson Welles is responsible for Citizen Kane, which uh, to many people uh, is considered the best movie ever made. Um, yeah. And to have that uh, Orson Welles basically affirm <laughs> <laughs> your validity and talent in Hollywood is a big thing. It's a really big fucking thing. I think he only had like one line. Yeah, he's like, uh, get me the contract for the rich and famous <laughs> at the end. And honestly, like, and then it cuts, uh, it does several cuts, and then we get to the Sesame Street characters. Oh, by the way, my one of my favorite jokes of the whole movie is, uh, is I, I, we, it was mentioned before, but Big Bird passing by uh, Fozzie and, uh, and, uh, and Kermit, and he's like... Where are you go? Hey, you need a ride? No thanks. I'm going to New York to break into television. <laughs> I have seen that before. Or at least heard somebody like talking about that before. It's weird seeing Big Bird on Disney Plus. <laughs> oh. Well. well I mean <laughs> a big thing with this movie that um uh, I was reading over the reviews at that time was uh, people were raving that you finally got to see the Muppets feet. Yeah, which was a big like technical achievement all in itself, because what what, what it was was like you got the first like kind of animatronics that were used as prominent characters in movies. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, uh, James Cameron did that with the first Terminator with when using the robot Arnold, you know, Um but to see freaking Kermit the Frog on a fucking bicycle without any strings or sticks or anything like that, 
that was a huge freaking special effects deal, you know? And, like, nobody saw anything at the time. I mean, you would see... I mean, the other time that you would see, like, a puppet and move in the way that it did was, like, with um, with Yoda um, and doing that. And honestly... And also, fun fact, fun fact. While making the Muppet movie, next door, the studio next door was the Dago bus set. So how convenient was that? Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because uh, that would have only... We should, I mean, after this, we should have like a Jim Henson like episode because, dude, they're like everywhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're right, because Empire would have been released the next year at, in 80. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so wow. they were filming at the same time. And so... Frank Oz would hop over and he'd be like, okay, see you guys. I'm going to go film for, for Miss Piggy, you know, <laughs> and <laughs> I'm going to go record my frog. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they were testing it out. They went to like a random farm just to test out like camera angles and stuff. I mean, you see some test footage um, of how they got like the shots that they wanted and just to see how the Muppets would do in a live action setting. So they went to a, a freaking farm to see how they would r- interact with the, you know, the real world. And, 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 and they were like, okay, we could do it. I mean, there was a, a shot of, I, I think Kermit talking to a cow, like a real cow. And he's like, um, have you seen the way to um, something down the street? And then, like, trying to ask the cow for directions or something like that. Um, and it worked. And it worked. And they were, like, the, the producers were, like, okay, okay, this could work. This could work. Give me some more. Give me some more. And they they, they did. Um, uh, I don't know if you've seen um, the Prop Culture episode on, um, on the Muppet movie. Okay. So, um, they went into a little bit of it. The scene in the um, in the Lutabago, the car that uh, mm-hmm. that Fozzie drives, that was accomplished by having um, how do I phrase this right? A person of short stature. A short person. A short person. Yes. Um, in the back of the of the trunk, um, and one of the one of the puppeteers in the cargo seat, the the back, um, the back seat, hollow that out, hide in there with monitors in the um in the in both sides, monitoring the wheels and the um and the steering wheel. And just to make sure that it looks like the same thing while they were working on, uh, on the puppets' movements as well. Wow. And that's how, like, that's how that was accomplished. And also, uh, a crane had to be over the Muppets when they were riding the bicycles, um, and uh, and while they were in the boat scene, that boat scene. Um, but they had to be at it like at a certain angle, otherwise, like the animatronics versions of the Muppets mm-hmm. would not move at all. So, like it was, it w- they would have to try to configure 
the direction that they were going to be at and try to maneuver with all the cameras, the boom mic and everything to capture the um, the vocal performances as well mm-hmm. um, off screen. I mean, it, it was just like a complete mess, but they completely made it work. And just that shot was freaking ridiculous. I remember they uh, not remember, but <laughs> remember them talking like I was there, uh, <laughs> but then talking but then talking about like how it took like several days just to configure freaking Kermit the you know Kermit the Frog on a fucking bicycle you know and just that shot Mm -hmm. um with that scene in the bar in the in the bar in the in the movie um they uh they use blue screen um, which would they they would u- then utilize in a movie called Labyrinth, and uh, just like different techniques that they would learn over the years, they would use in further Jim Henson movies like Dark Crystal and all these other movies. So this movie was kind of um, huge technologically for the company as well. Mm-hmm. So I think that was huge. Uh, anything else you guys picked up that you were like, whoa, what? How do they do that? Not, no, not necessarily, but I feel like it's interesting to like learn about it because you don't like when you're watching the movie, like you don't think about those things. Like, I feel like kids now, they're probably like, oh, like that's just like a screen or like something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but like, no, like they actually had to like do it, <laughs> figure out a way to do it. Yeah, and it, it's cool that they were able to figure that. I mean, it took several days to configure Kermit riding a bike. I mean, that level of dedication just for that one shot. I mean, you would be just be like, oh, just have, show him walking up to mm-hmm. the freaking door and just like, that'll be your shot. But no, like they actually <laughs> took their time and that was uh, that was pretty much it, you know? And honestly, like just that little level of detail is what made like the Muppets stand out, you know? Oh, mm-hmm. the poster um, that you see, um, not on any of the DVD releases or anything, but the main theatrical pro- uh, poster that was released, tying it back to Star Wars, it was uh, done by Drew Struzan. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so, just, so just a little level of uh, yeah. level of uh, artist. <laughs> That's cool. Oh. That was put into the whole thing. I mean, there's so many little details mm-hmm. about this movie that made it work like that. The screenplay is tight. Like, it's a tight screenplay. Um, and it's also like referred this. to it <laughs> so many times in the movie when, uh, uh, oh, it's in the screenplay. I knew you were going to be here. You know when- Yeah. <laughs> Or the when when Kermit's like I think it was his family or something showed up or like the people that he lives around, they're like how how did you know I was gonna be here? They're like because you left it on the script. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, dude! Like all those stupid little jokes, like they got me. <laughs> well, yeah, I um. You were talking about earlier about um, when we get when we see Miss Piggy's introduction, <laughs> and then all of a sudden she just sees Kermit, and then 
It's like love at first sight. Yeah. And like all situation. the people around him like turn to see him. They're like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> and then she goes on. Uh, but like, oh, Kermit, you're such a leader. <laughs> um, just being so completely obsessed with him. Um <laughs> I think they're like on a bus or something and then she's like whisper sweet nothings in my ear and he's like a cop she's <laughs> 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 like a cop <laughs> it's so stupid but it's so funny <laughs> like oh where'd you get your ride from oh my uh it was my cousin's what does your cousin do? Oh, he's hybrid. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, it's a it's a uh, like honestly, it's a good road trip movie too. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was got that. there was this whole side thing where they stop, I guess, somewhere at an inn. Uh, Piggy and Kermit are having dinner and then a whole bunch of weird shit happens like when she, she gets g- kidnapped <laughs> well does she so first like she gets called yeah and then, and then she <laughs> basically leaves she, she just leaves but then it ends up being that she was kidnapped yeah <laughs> yeah by um by mal brooks yeah and uh dr uh honey buns and love uh <laughs> Uh, honeydew and then you got a you got beaker as well in there and i think like it's implied that he was a he was a a nazi scientist (laughs) yeah i think so Uh, yeah i think that was pretty clear uh (laughs) if if the accent didn't give it away i don't know what would uh i think on the back it said german scientist (laughs) Like on the back of his lab coat, or it's so, so something like that. <laughs> uh, like just playing out. Um, but yeah, I, I mean it fits because it's Mel Brooks, and he always makes like Nazi jokes and and stuff like that. It, it's great. Um, and I guess it, this back is at- Miss Piggy's thing because she apparently knows what Taekwondo or something because she yeah. just beat the crap out of everybody. But like the thing that yeah. gets her is. He calls her like bacon or something or pork or something. And she's like, Oh yeah. hell no. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> uh it's a good like the jokes are hilarious. Timeless at that yeah. too. I mean it I mean they just like it's because it's so stupid and non sequitur. Uh yeah. I love like one of the striking images that uh that stick with me from this movie for a while since my childhood since i saw it uh was freaking animal growing exponentially large and that was like oh okay (laughs) um add that to a list of childhood traumas Yeah, I was like, when that shit happened, I would be, like, running away, too. Like, what the fuck? And then in the next scene, it's all fixed. I love that movie. It didn't last all that long, but fucking animal. He's crazy. Yeah. 
But like that, just the fact that that was actually there too when they filmed it. Well, like that big old freaking animal head. Oh, oh. Um, I am kind of. I mean, shocked and like a, like dang, like it should have worked. That show that they did a few years ago. Where it was like a TV, Miss Piggy was a TV uh, host, and it mm-hmm. was kind of like the Office vibe, but it was like a yeah, like a network show vibe. That should have worked. From what I understand, it did. Uh, Peter is a, that's the thing. Yeah, Peter is a big fan of the show. Um, I think the problem was why would you think that would get people to. They put it on ABC Television Network. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. I think that if they would have done it on Disney Plus. Yes, that would have Oh god. It it's they a no-brainer. It's a it that's one of the many things you could have instantly just brought back. <laughs> you own the damn thing. That was a concept that worked. It it was it was a show that would have been a success on streaming, not on network television. No. Mm-mm. Maybe but I should instead see. Instead, you do. But instead, you do Muppets now, and it which... is available on Disney Plus, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can watch it. Yeah, and Muppets now nobody seems to like. Yeah, I haven't heard anything of it, but I heard a lot about the other show. I even like watched the first episode. Oh, of uh, which is oh. Of the when it when it aired, because I was like, okay, let's see. <laughs> Just okay. <laughs> I think we talked about that one. Um, it was a legendary episode going back to our hallowed halls of Red Spotlight. Um, I think Kyle called it "What's Happening Disney." It was one of those recordings where, like, you, me, Alexis, Peter, uh, we were all in the same room together. And we were the big topic uh, that day was a whole bunch of shit that was canceled or cut uh, at Disney. I think you called it "What's Happening Disney." Mm, yeah, I think so. And the I, Muppets, I think, I think were just, and you were also upset because I think they also canceled Agent Carter around the same time. <gasps> yes, another show they could very well easily bring back and finish off the third season. <sighs> it's just ten episodes. A bunch of missed opportunities. Sorry for the rant. <laughs> no rant away. But yeah. I, I I give this whole thing, you know, this is a platform for everyone and I I, I hope that they use it uh as as much as they they would like. Uh so yeah. Um, I got nothing else to say. I mean, the plot is basically uh, Kermit wants to make it big in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, this uh, this frog leg guy is trying to try to get him to advertise for his frog legs, but uh, as you know, like that's not that's not kosher in the land of the frog. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Uh, so that's a big no-no about that, and that's pretty much it. That's the plot, but just like 
seeing the Muppets interact, seeing them quote unquote meet each other for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like think- that, that's the other thing. Like this show, I mean, yes, it, it worked for people and stuff. It's just whatever the fuck they're doing, whatever. Um, and like it makes sense now because like we know who the Muppets are. But like this movie, this movie should not have worked. Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah. And in a good way. Yeah. No, I mean it's it it's kind of like its own thing. I, I when I watched this movie and I was um experiencing it, I was like, Yeah, this is the Muppets, but man, this is weird. Uh but yeah. good good weird, good weird. I should stress that. Good weird. Yeah. But it also is just so hard to compare this to anything else. Yeah. Yeah, it's like its own little Animal, all in itself. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, it's one of those like triumphant stories of like something that's just so out there, and yet it is it is a great success. I mean, I, I'll say, uh, uh, they're still popular, even though Disney has been able to bungle a lot of the reboots that they've been. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, Disney keeps trying to make Muppets work, but for whatever reason, yeah. it doesn't. And I mean, seem... I give him props for that at least. Like, yeah, they, they're trying, you know. And they're still very prominent in the parks. Uh, I mean, some parks, but like some parks, you know, people. <laughs> yeah, some parks. If they're open. Um. <laughs> well, that one is. <laughs> yeah. Um. But like they have I their mean, own little show have, like, in Magic Kingdom. Yeah, in Magic Kingdom, in uh, Hollywood Studios, like they're still big and people still the love Muppets them. Are st- yeah, um, I I don't know. It's just like when it comes to like the other kind of medium. Oh, fun fact! Um, Here we go. Kyle's fun sh- facts. Here we go. <laughs> uh, the Muppets 3D uh, show is the last performance of uh, Jim Henson as oh, Kermit the Frog. You really forget how old that was. You know, because, like, uh, when I saw Muppet Vision, it must have been in the mid-2000s. Maybe yeah. right when California Adventure opened, because that's when, you know, it was available to us here. But, no, that, that's that been around for, like, I mean, since Jim Henson was alive, right? Or around the time, yeah. or maybe it, it debuted almost immediately after, because it was originally at MGM, at that point known as Disney MGM Studios. Mm-hmm. In, the, in the days where they would have like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and the Power Rangers, I and, and don't the forget par- Barbie. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and the parades. Those are some weird times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a weird time for like Disney trying to like be like, oh, what can we acquire? That was the beginning of it all. That was the beginning of like, what can we? Acquire? Oh, that, that wasn't was like- the beginning. Walt Disney was the beginning. Remember, it, it goes all the way back to trying to acquire Mary Poppins. It's always something. It's always something. But at okay, least, like, but with this- him, it had like a deeper meaning. Oh, with with Walt. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like corporate synergy, corporate. Mm-hmm. You know, that's yeah. like the nineties is where it began. Thank you, uh, Mr. Michael Eisner. By the way. <laughs> uh, you're Apparently, more than- oh my god, I found this out recently. Sorry, this has nothing to do with what we're talking about. But but at the same time, it does. Um, so, I've shown you guys pictures of how my store looked, right? 
Uh-huh. It was like the the <laughs> original, the way that it, it looked, you know, when they first opened. Uh-huh. Why are you laughing? Because <laughs> I don't guess it was weird. Are you laughing because they crushed my dream? I mean, well, that's always funny. <laughs> but I mean, what I was laughing at was uh, when you were saying about your store and in my earpiece, I heard Kyle was like, what? huh? Not like, uh-huh. So I was like, <laughs> I was oh. laughing because like Kyle sounded was like, what are you talking about? What store? And I was laughing at that. <laughs> Sorry. I know what store. Um, apparently, <laughs> in order to promote the stores, they also made a restaurant that looked like the store. They made a few of them around the country to promote like the openings of the stores but they were only open for like a year disney restaurants yes what the fuck yes they kind of at least like with the pictures that i saw they kind of had this like planet hollywood type of vibe Mm -hmm. but it was like all disney wasn't it called mickey something Mickey's Kitchen, I think, something like that. Yeah. And, like, you would get, like, themed meals, like, yeah. cookies. Like, you could get the waffles. Like, you could get, like, food from, like, the parks and stuff. I hate that we weren't a part of this. <laughs> it it didn't, it, like, it didn't work for many reasons, but mostly because, like, because Disney would do cross deals with McDonald's and because people want, went to McDonald's anyway. And mm-hmm. that was like the most like successful branch of fast food ever. They were like, why go to Mickey's Kitchen when I could get like a Mickey toy at McDonald's? And so they were like, oh, they ca-. so Disney kind of shot themselves in the foot in, in yeah. that way. I had never heard that story before. I hadn't either till like, like maybe two weeks ago. I was like, excuse me? <laughs> That is so weird. That's really cool. But, okay, sorry. I just like remembered that right now. Um, corporate synergy, Michael Eisner. Oh, by the way, Michael Eisner, if you're listening, <laughs> um, but but uh, but secondly, you are more than welcome to be on the Fantasy Fair. The what is it? Everyone know that is right. The most magical podcast on earth. Thank you very much. Um, I would love to have you on this podcast. I would love to talk Why to you. Why stop there? Um, Why stop there? Let's invite Kermit and Miss Piggy on next episode. I mean, I don't... <laughs> at, at that point... What makes you think that they're not on this episode right now? Bring up Kermit <laughs> and Miss Piggy, everyone. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> that was fucking... <laughs> That was fuzzy. What the fuck out of my mouth? (laughs) I think we may have reached that part of the podcast, guys. Uh, You're welcome. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Anyways. Uh yeah, I I really love this movie, guys. I I it's a it's an awesome film. I I, I adore. It. I I I watch. I make it a point to watch the movie at least once a year. I haven't watched it. I haven't watched it this year. Uh, not yet, at least. Um, 
Well, you know, uh, these last two weeks would have been a great time. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, work-related stuff got in the way. So, um, but but um, I I would like to say that um, it's nice. It's nice that you guys got to watch it for the first time and just like you reacting and it's just like it it, it it revives my first memories with the Muppets so I very much appreciate that and um I we're the next episode is going to be the great Muppet caper um which I've not seen in ages so it's going to be interesting to look uh now streaming look on Disney plus yeah uh thank you for uh cross promoting um if you uh <laughs> use the discount code fantasy um you, you get a uh, you get a uh, 20% off discount uh for the whole year yes everyone a whole year of disney plus if you use the promo code fantasy <laughs> but wait there's more if you use the uh, oh god what was it called the i forget what the thing is there's a bundle with disney plus hulu and espn uh, oh yeah, and all you have to do is uh, give us money. Spotlight. <laughs> give us, give money. us money. <laughs> this, is, this was not part of the deal. I'm altering the deal. Pray I don't alter it any further. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, okay. We're going a little bit crazy. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think this podcast ever needs brownies of any kind, that's for sure. Imagine, yeah. though, that would be a bit too much. Oh, God. Edible brownies? Dude. Dude. I would... Yeah. Dude. Well, we have a dispensary <laughs> open now, right? You can just go and yeah. pick it up. Our local March and Ash. By the way, if you use Discount <laughs> Fantasy, you'll get... Oh, um... my God. <laughs> don't. <laughs> um so yeah i'm I'm glad you guys are you know you love you like the movie um i I like it too (laughs) go figure i i I sing the song every uh every freaking time um so without uh, final thoughts before we before we there are no final uh, thoughts thank you for listening it was fun to watch the muppets and i think i speak for both alexis and i were you know, we can't wait to talk about more of them. We got more movies coming up. Yeah. Moreno, anything else you'd like to say? Mm, I think that it was a g- great time to watch these movies because they're such feel-good movies when, mm-hmm. again, in a time that we need it most. It's like the Avatar. Except it doesn't disappear. <laughs> yeah. It's a gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> now, without further ado, <clears throat> someday we'll find it the rainbow connection, the lovers, the dreamers, and me. La da da dee da da do. La da 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 dee da. And this is... Stay magical, everyone. This is without shrimps. (laughs) 